0: Night, I'm going to be sharing um, with you, it seems like when God's speaking to you, do you guys ever have where he's speaking to you through numerous avenues, like you'll do your devotions, you're hearing it on the radio, um, all of a sudden it becomes a topic when you're talking to a friend from all these different avenues, and so the Lord has been speaking to me um, these last couple days about how praying in the Holy Spirit is praying out mysteries or out the secrets of God and how we don't, our understanding is unfruitful, but we're paving the way for answers um, that God wants done on earth. You know, we've been talking a little bit about um, praying his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and um, a lot of times we get in the way of our own prayers, whether it be he's relaying to us something that our minds can't comprehend, and maybe we get in the way, that's why the Lord corrected me um, a few weeks back and told me, get out of the way um that his spirit flow through me because our minds sometimes put a put a yield sign or put a like a like a whoa slow down there lord <laughs> you know can that be you know so um when we're praying in the spirit it removes that hindrance it removes any kind of blockages of doubt or uh questioning or um worrying or being concerned. Is this going to work out? Any of that? And it just removes it completely because our minds are unfruitful and the limit is off of God. He can pray through us via the Holy Spirit by this prayer language, supernatural prayer language that God's blessed us with to pave out the plan and purpose of God. And um, really, you're really praying, you know, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth because the Holy Spirit's going to pray exactly through you, what he wants done on earth. Amen? Amen. So we're just going to take a look at that quick, and then we're going to have an opportunity, um, have our faith stirred up by the word, and have an opportunity to put it into practice and just know that we're producing these awesome results for the Lord. Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, other than their own. That means they didn't understand it. (laughs) Other tongues than they were used to began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, which means gave them the words to say. Um, So these words, that they were words, they were other tongues, a, a, a language they didn't understand, and the words were not of their own. It wasn't something that they comprehended or came up with. The Holy Spirit gave them the utterance, the words to pray. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, We're joining forces with God. We are co-laborers together with God, but God made some supernatural way where we don't get in the way and um, where the enemy can't get in the way, which is incredible, you know. So sometimes, you know, we're praying and and we're excited and we're in faith and all that, but the enemy tries to scheme and, and put a hindrance on it, whether that be plant thoughts of doubt and unbelief in you or whatever, you know, cause a commotion to arise to get you to stop praying that thing that's so supernatural. And not to say that you shouldn't pray in English, but when you pray in the Spirit, there's just a supernatural dynamic that goes forth. The limits are off, hindrances are removed, and the Holy Spirit just prays right in line with the will of God. And so it's an exciting thing to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and pray in tongues. It's not just for when you don't know how to pray. It's just At all times, Paul said he prayed in the spirit all the time because you're paving the way for everything, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us the words to pray to pray out the secret things of God, to pray out those things that maybe our minds you know, can't comprehend, you know, the word of God says his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are bigger and higher than our thoughts. So our minds, when God has shown me some things, and I'm sure he's done the same to you, God's ways and thoughts for you are so much bigger than you can comprehend. Like, how in the world could I possibly do that? Well, with his anointing and with his power, you can do anything. But when he reveals things and his plans are so big, our minds sometimes get in the way, like, how could that be? And that's, that's a wonder, that's a question that could get in the way possibly of, you know, that thing coming to pass. And so what you want to do is pray things out in the spirit. Romans 8.26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And sometimes our weakness can be doubt or unbelief. <laughs> um, sometimes our weakness can be worry or concern that that thing could possibly happen. Um, So the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but by the Holy Spirit, he prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And so sometimes, um, you know, not just praying in the Spirit, but groanings are when you're given over to the Holy Spirit and he prays through you. So he's not just giving you the words to pray, which is the utterance, which is praying in the Holy Spirit, but there's another step where the Holy Spirit moves through you and he groans through you. And a lot of times, from my experience, that's intercession for somebody, for a situation that's going on, or whatever the case might be, God will sometimes reveal what you're groaning about. But it's like you're praying in the Spirit and you get so yielded to the Holy Spirit that it becomes like a groan or a moan or almost like you're mourning for something. But it's really, it's like you're... You're pushing through some things that are a hindrance to God's will being done, and the Holy Spirit's just praying that through, and then at some point you get a release, and breakthrough comes. I remember sharing not too um, a number of years ago, um, my brother-in-law had called me about my, my nephew, um, who the doctor said was still in the womb, who the doctor said that he was going to be Down syndrome. And um, I did not pray in agreement with my brother-in-law because he was very distraught. I just knew by the Spirit of God not to do that. I got off the phone and prayed. But when the Spirit of God came on me, I mean, he came on me to pray, and I started just letting the enemy have it in English, but then I began to pray in the Spirit and groan like this Scripture is talking about, in the Spirit, and I mean... It wasn't but 20 minutes and just breakthrough just supernaturally happened. Like, I could sense if I prayed in the Spirit any longer, it would be doubt. Like, I knew this had taken place. I knew it was done. And um, so when we pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can intercede with groanings through us um, that cannot be expressed in words. Like, he will, as you're yielded to him, he can take you over, not saying it's going to be, like, not of your own free will. You're yielding of your own free will. But you can yield, so yield to him that he can really break through some things, some attacks of the enemy that are happening or whatever the case might be. So, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. When we don't know what God wants us to pray about that situation, he can just, you can yield to him and he can just take over. (laughs) So that's another level. That's not just praying in the Holy Spirit. That's just a whole other thing that you can yield to the Holy Spirit. And you can't make that happen. It's by the Spirit of God. It's, it's, there's not, you can't have like groaning sessions together. <laughs> that's just a move of the Spirit of God. And so for me, I was by myself with the Lord, and I was just going to start letting the enemy have it and praying in the Holy Spirit. But then he, I was yielding, and he just took over and just pushed right through that thing amen, and our nephew is healthy and whole, hallelujah, um, so, and it's all by the spirit of God, there's no person that is responsible for that, <laughs> when you pave the way and yield to the Holy Spirit, he is the one praying through you, he is the one giving you the perfect prayers, he is giving you the words that God wants you to say so that he can get that thing to pass, amen. So it's not words that we can understand and then therefore we can't hinder them <laughs> with our thoughts or our worries or our concerns or trying to make it happen. <laughs> um, you know, we don't want to be a self-fulfilled prophecy. We want God's will to be done in his perfect time and his perfect plan and his, um, his will on earth as it is in heaven. First Corinthians 14.2 says this. For he speaks... He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. So I like that because it doesn't, I think that there's times where um, God allows the tongues to be a language of another, you know, area of the world um, to where they can understand it. I've heard of stories like that, but I don't think personally that that's what we're doing. I don't think we're speaking Um, on a regular basis, another tongue, because I think that then it says no man could understand him. (laughs) So I think that on a regular basis, when you're praying in the spirit, you're speaking heavenly language, a language that the enemy nor um, no human could understand. But I think that supernaturally at times, God can cause you to speak in a language you don't understand, but someone else does to minister to them. And I've heard that happen. But in this scripture, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not to men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit, in the spirit, he's speaking mysteries. Or another word for mysteries is secrets. And it's exciting to me. We're praying in this unknown tongue We don't know how to pray. We've got the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He's our guide. And he's really, he's guiding us in prayer. He's not, and I believe that at times, you know, um, he orders our conversations. If our footsteps can be ordered of the Lord, our conversations can be ordered of the Lord as well. And I'll catch myself talking with somebody about something, and I'll realize the reason we're talking about this is because we're supposed to pray about it. And so we'll go ahead and pray about that thing. So I believe he'll give you the utterance in that way, like, telling you what to pray about, but often we don't know how to pray about it or what to pray about it. And so we'll go and we'll, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, I just ask you, if we're in you know, a situation where we can pray in the Spirit, I'll, I ask him, help us to pray as we ought to. Give us the utterance, the words to pray. Lord, we just lift up the situation to you, and then we'll just spend some time praying in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we don't know how to pray about it. We don't know God's will concerning it. We don't know how God wants to make it happen. Um, We don't know um, what hindrances in the spirit there are. And so we'll go ahead and start praying in the spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you revelation and knowledge and wisdom of what you need to pray about in English to bind this or bind that or loose this or loose that. He'll give you wisdom, but you're playing it really safe by using your prayer language. (laughs) You're praying in perfect line with the will of God. And you're paving the way, you're allowing God to do exactly what he wants to do at the exact time he wants to do it, when you pray in the Spirit. So it's not, your prayer language is not just for you when your tongue is tied and you've lost what else to say with your words. I personally, I probably do about 50-50, but a lot of times when you're, um, Doing your regular things throughout the day, it's really easy to continue to pray in the spirit. If you're driving the kids to school, doing laundry, doing dishes, this is a mom's, you know, situation, but um, it's, it's easy to continue to pray in the spirit while you're doing these things. And I think that God made it that way, that your mind would be unfruitful because your mind can be doing something else, even though your spirit is praying. You can be praying out the will of God. And so it's just so awesome. So, oh man, we're praying out the secrets of God, the mysteries of God, the plans and purposes of God. Um, our, our son was you know doing that fast, and I know we all did, we all joined it, and I think I had that off, um, so I encouraged everyone to continue on Sunday, and apparently it was over a Saturday. but um depending on when you started, but um anyways, I was encouraging him during this time, or even you know after. Continue to be praying in the Spirit. Continue to be using your prayer language because you're building yourself up in, in the Spirit. You're putting your flesh down, but at the same time, you want to be building yourself up in the Spirit of God and pray out the plan and will of God when you're so yielded to Him. You want to be praying the plan of God for your life. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 and 15 says this. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. So again, God's saying it's okay that you don't know what you're saying. Once in a while, I'll be praying in the Spirit. I remember a number of times, actually, I'll be praying in the Spirit, and I'll be driving because that's often where I'm praying in the Spirit, and I'll have a knowing of what I'm praying about, maybe the first few words of what I'm praying about. And so I'll start to speak those things out, and then all of a sudden I have the interpretation. It's like by faith. Um, but that doesn't always happen, and that's okay because so often the word says that your um, understanding it is unfruitful. So you don't need to have an interpretation, but when God sees fit, he will give you one, um, maybe for your own benefit to encourage you of what's actually being prayed out. And so if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit is praying in perfect secrets in line with God's will, God's secrets, something that he doesn't necessarily need me to know. I'm praying in line with his will, but my understanding is unfruitful. Um, Skipping ahead a little bit in verse 15, it says, I will pray in the spirit, and it's okay to do both, and I will also pray with my understanding also. I will sing in the spirit, but I'll also sing with my understanding also. On Sunday, I think I did a little bit of both. Um, As we were ending worship, I was singing in the spirit, and I don't know if I did that out loud, but then it came out as a spiritual song, and I immediately interpreted it, and it was a song in the spirit, um, worshiping God from my heart to the Lord. It was a it was a spiritual song, and um, that's a scriptural thing. When you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, what you're doing is worshiping God well. You're worshiping God in perfect, in a perfect way, and so. Um, it's a really good thing to do to sing in the spirit and sing with your understanding also, because it's a practice of um, perfect prayer and perfect worship before the Lord. Um, so if you think about it like that, it really encourages you, because God searches for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. So when you're praying and you're singing in the spirit, you're praying perfect prayers and you're singing perfect worship songs, meaning like these are really, really glorifying to God, and if you were here Sunday morning, I, I don't make these kinds of things up, but when I started to worship the Lord and sing that spiritual song, I saw Jesus walk down the center aisle, and um, I mean, first I felt his presence really, really strong, and then I saw in the spirit him walk down the center aisle, and that was because... The Bible says you enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and we're in his presence, but where his presence is, it's not separate from him. He is, right? But as we go deeper in the spirit and, and we worship the Lord, um, he appreciates that, and he comes around that, right? <laughs> so um, there was worship coming forth out of the people's hearts, not of my heart, and the Lord was pleased with that, I guess, and so he just showed up. Um But he's always with us. We're two or more gathered together. He's here with us. But it's sure nice when he really manifests his presence like that. Amen. So it's to our benefit and for his benefit that we allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us and yield our tongue to him so that he can give us the words to pray out in the spirit. Our tongue is so limited. Our mind is so limited as to what we should be praying about. You know what I mean? We're limited to what are our concerns. But God has so many, not concerns, but so much he cares about in this world. So many people and so many situations that... There's no way we could think about, yeah, the word of God says to pray for your leaders and pray for those who are, have rule over you and you know, love your enemy like, and pray for those who despitefully use you. There's no way you could possibly fulfill all that unless you're praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then you can know that the Holy Spirit is going to help you to make sure that you're fulfilling everything that God wants you to do in prayer. And so what I do is I'll pray, like the word says there, with my understanding. I'll say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me to pray as I ought to. And if I have concerns in my heart about this, this, and this, and then I just yield to you and anything else that you see that the Father wants to pray through me, I welcome you to pray through me. And then I'll just spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Last night, Clayton thought I was going to sleep on the couch. He got up, and he's, it was like midnight and uh, I was laying on the couch because I was so awake and I knew God want me to, wanted me to pray. And so, because normally I'm tired by that time, and, um, but I was just laying there praying and he's like, why are you sleeping on the couch? And I was like, I'm not, I'm awake, I'm praying. <laughs> um, because you got to be willing and like Jesus was awake at late hours of the night and early hours of the day. And it's because he was yielding himself because God is looking and searching for people who will intercede and God's searching for people who will yield their tongue to him to pray things out in the spirit and so God's searching for vessels like you and I who will yield our tongue and it's really so simple you know you almost can be half asleep to be honest and I I, kind of make that a practice actually to pray in the spirit all the way till I fall asleep because why what else am I doing I'm just laying there and it's just going to help you to peacefully fall asleep and your mind's not wandering to do all kinds of crazy things. Like you end up falling asleep in the presence of God. So why not try to make that a practice because you're not doing anything but laying there anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me pray as I ought to God's perfect plan concerning whatever your concern is. If you're praying for your daughter's wedding or their marriage, or you're praying for your marriage or your children and their salvation or their lives or their protection or for the church or for breakthrough or whatever the case might be, these are all concerns you might have. But then when you're praying in the Spirit just throughout the day, God's using you to pray out all the things that he desires too. So it's just, it's such a powerful thing. Jude uh, 20 says, But you, dear friends, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. This awesome gift of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in other tongues is such a supernatural dual purpose, (laughs) probably way more than dual purpose, um, benefit for you and I. It's not a gift that you want to keep wrapped in a closet and get dusty somewhere, you know? Um, it's, it's something that you want to utilize every single day. You will be built up in the Spirit. You will be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power if you will utilize this gift. You will be praying out the plan and will of God for your life. Things will be turning around for you. Things will start working out for you because you're praying it out. God will put you on a detour where he sees attacks of the enemy because you're praying it out. You know, things that we don't know how we ought to pray, the Holy Spirit will be praying it out through us. And our mind's unfruitful because there's no reason for us to know about all those concerns. We would get worried about all these attacks in the future. But God's just praying it out, smoothing it out, so you never have to encounter those things. (laughs) So it's just such an awesome gift that God has given us, and it's a dual purpose to build us up spiritually and also pray out these secret things of God to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So I just want to encourage you. James 5.16 says, The prayers, which not just the ones you understand, but the spiritual prayers of a righteous man availeth much and produce powerful results so when you pray in the spirit you're producing some things you're producing powerful results for the kingdom of heaven you're producing your prayers are paving the way for almighty god to get some things accomplished here on earth i'm excited one day when we get to heaven to find out what i all made happen because of my prayers i have a feeling that god will let us know right so, he keeps track of everything, you know, every hair on our head. So, surely he's going to keep track of what prayers did what, you know, in this earth. And so, I want to know. <laughs> um, just know that your prayers are producing powerful results for the kingdom of heaven. So, every single time you take five, 10 minutes to yield your tongue, you might be saving someone's life, bringing them to salvation. Removing an attack of the enemy in your own life. Who knows? There are secret things of God, but we know God's good. And every good thing and every perfect thing comes down from the Father above. So every single thing we're praying is good. And it's in line with God's will. So why wouldn't we want to use that prayer language, right? Ephesians 6.18, Paul said, Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion. And he says, and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So how are you going to be persistent in your prayers by praying in the Spirit? (laughs) Because sometimes I get overwhelmed a little bit with all the prayer requests. Um, And I'm sure I don't even know half of your prayer requests. But like throughout the week, people, oh, will you pray for me for this. And I don't like it when people say praying for you, and you don't know if they're praying for you or not, but... I assume that not all of them are. You know, praying for you isn't enough to say praying for you. Like, they actually need your prayers while they're putting it up on their Facebook status. And so I have to stop right then and there and say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to intervene. And I'll just stop right then and there and just pray in the Spirit for a little bit. Even if it's two minutes, you know, it's more than um, just saying praying for you. But you're praying out and you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. And your prayers avail much, produce powerful results. And so um, realize that. You're a vessel of God. You're a vessel where God can get things on earth, to earth. So Paul said this, every occasion is an occasion to pray in the Spirit. He said pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. So in other words, every occasion is an occasion to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's always going to produce results for the kingdom of heaven. So every time you yield to him and you pray those mysteries of God, those things you don't quite understand what you're praying for, um, doesn't matter. The power of God is filling those words. The plan of God and the purpose of God is being paved out. And it's so supernatural. And at the same time, your faith is getting built up. I don't know how he does it but that's what the word says is happening. You're building yourself up. Amen. So even if it's mysteries to you, you're praying out powerful results for the kingdom of heaven. Let's turn to Acts 12. God gave me like this illustration here what takes place. Acts 12. Verses, starting with verse 5. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly. How do you think they they prayed earnestly? Probably in the Spirit. Because um, Paul was just, we were just talking about how Paul said to pray persistently and earnestly on every occasion for all believers everywhere. So this is something that he taught the believers to do. Pray earnestly, you know. And so here they know um, Peter's in prison, and the church is praying earnestly for him. So it says, The night before Peter was placed on trial, he was asleep and fastened to two chains on the wall between two soldiers, and others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell. Remember, the believers are praying earnestly, we'll say, in the spirit. (laughs) Because you can't just keep praying the same thing, oh, Lord, release him, oh, Lord, release him, oh, Lord. It just seems so repetitive. So why not just say, Lord, we just pray in agreement right now in the name of Jesus that you would just deliver him, that you would set him free, Lord, whatever way you need to move we just ask you to move, and now, Holy Spirit, help us to pray out the plan and will of God concerning this, and then just pray in the Spirit. It just makes more sense, and He gives you the words to pray. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals, and so he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel, but all the time he thought he was in a vision. (laughs) Um, He didn't realize that this was actually happening, so he must have been used to really vivid visions. (laughs) They passed the first and second guard posts, and they came to the iron gate leading to the city, and it opened um, for them by itself. They passed through And they started walking down the street. Then the angel suddenly left him. So he followed this angel out, and by the time he got to safety, the angel disappears. Peter finally came to his senses, like realizing this just happened. He says, it's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from the Jewish leaders that had planned to kill me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John, Mark, where they were gathered together for prayer. He knocked on the door in, in the gate, and the servant girl named Rhoda came and opened it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone Peter is standing at the door. They said, so there." Prayers were very clearly unfruitful, meaning like they did not understand what they were praying. They had to be praying in the spirit because they were surprised at these results. They didn't realize their prayers were this powerful and that God was doing what he was doing when they were praying this out. Because then they said, you're out of your mind. They said, when she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, so they must have been used to seeing angels that looked like somebody, (laughs) Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to stop there. I think it's so awesome, and it's proof in the word. The Lord showed me this randomly that the prayers of the righteous availeth much and produce powerful results. And the fact that the believers were together earnestly praying, like I said, you can't earnestly keep on saying the same thing over and over. Lord, set them free. Lord, set them free. Lord, set them free. That's not going to do a whole lot. Um, But when you come together and you pray earnestly, you're probably going to come together, pray in agreement, and then start praying in the Spirit. And when they start praying earnestly, this heartfelt prayer, starts producing powerful results. And because their understanding was unfruitful, they were praying out, Lord, loose this angel, loose his strongholds, have him come out and saved. I mean, such detailed prayers that got him to the where he didn't quite believe it, they didn't quite believe it, but somehow, supernaturally, their prayers produced such a powerful result that they were all amazed. Every one of them. The prayers and the one being released from captivity. This is an example of how powerful our earnest, heartfelt prayers can produce these powerful results. And even though they had no idea what they were praying, how they were praying, the Holy Spirit was giving them the utterance, the words to pray it out. As they yielded themselves and earnestly prayed, God was paving the way, sending the angels. His power, his presence came on the scene, protected them clearly in this bubble to where he was like invisible, past the guards and all that. Whatever needed to take place, it was paved out by the prayers of the righteous people. And so don't ever think, and that's why the enemy would uh, probably try to distract you to not pray in the spirit Oh, your understanding is unfruitful. Um, What are you really doing? Is it really accomplishing anything? That's why he would try to hinder you from using your prayer language and trying to lean more to your understanding and praying that way. Not that it doesn't produce results, but once you've prayed enough with your understanding about a certain thing, yield to the Spirit of God because you're going to be praying in line with his will. Then you know that it's going to be done. Sometimes we pray selfishly and it's really not in line with God's will. You know, So we want to make sure, because the only thing that's going to happen, the only thing that God's going to work with is his will. <laughs> so we want to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in this situation. We lift it up to you, and Holy Spirit, we ask you, help us to pray what God wants to do about this. And pray in the Spirit. Yield your tongue. Let him give you the words. Let him produce those powerful secrets that we don't even realize are taking place with our prayers. Doesn't that encourage you? That story really encouraged me. I was like, oh, that's taking place. Like we're either setting people free that are maybe in prison in other countries because they're Christians. Um, we're protecting believers. We're um, praying out you know, people from, from attacks of the enemy. Um, we're saving people's lives. Who knows what we're doing? But as you yield to God, the secrets of God. His plan, his purpose, his will is being done because believers are interceding, sometimes with groanings that we don't understand. But because we're yielded to God, we're vessels, like we talked about Sunday, fit for his use. We're ready to be used at any moment. And part of that is, like I said, I felt like I was awake, unusually awake last night And it's because I had this prompting in my spirit to pray. And I didn't feel like this major urgency, but I just knew that God wanted me to pray. So when I talked about on Sunday, be ready, I was talking about being ready for God to use you. It could be through prayer too. And part of that is, are you willing to put your flesh down, deny yourself maybe a little sleep so that you could pray with him. Because sometimes he told the disciples, he said, could you not tarry an hour with me? Like, could you not pray an hour and wait up an hour? You know, Um, he wanted them to pray with him and be, be in, you know, prayer with him, but they fell asleep. And so he's not really asking that much of us, but especially when you sense that God's tugging on your heart to spend some time in prayer, he really needs a vessel to pave the way. And so yield yourself to God. Allow God to pray through you his plan and his will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So use those prayer languages, yield to the Holy Spirit, and produce powerful results for the kingdom of heaven. Do you want to put on a little worship music, Jeff? Um, We're just going to spend a few minutes doing that very thing, letting God yield our tongue to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, and asking him to pray through us. I'm just going to open in prayer and then we'll just spend a few minutes and just be yielded to the Holy Spirit you can just pray in the Spirit but if he puts things on your heart that to lift up in English go ahead and lift it up in English and then say Holy Spirit help me to pray as I ought to about that thing Father we just thank you for your word we just thank you Lord that it's powerful it's alive sharper than a two-edged sword we just welcome you Holy Spirit right now We ask you just to help us give us the utterance we yield our tongues to you we ask you to help us to pray as we ought to lord on earth as it is in heaven help us to pray out your plan your will for this church for our families lord for our leaders father we just pray let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Help us to pray it out. We yield our tongue to you. We thank you, Lord, that the earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous person produces powerful results for the kingdom of heaven, just like that story about Peter, Lord. So, Father, we just pray. We thank you every occasion is an occasion to pray. And so, Lord, just remind us throughout the week, tug on our hearts when we're supposed to pray, when you want to use us, Lord. Remind us, Lord, that this is a powerful way for you to move in our lives. In Jesus' name, let's just spend a little time praying in the Spirit.